0: Good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast, hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, how are we doing this evening?
1: Great. Great. It is evening. It, is it might evening. be morning when someone listens to it, but it is tonight's an evening for us.
0: That's right. <laughs> and this is the uh, the first podcast that we've done since the uh, Super Bowl. So, how did you uh, feel about the outcome of the Super
1: Bowl? Oh man, how fun was that! It like was that. Awesome. That was really cool, and you know, you know my perspective a little bit. I. I love Kansas City. I'm not from here originally, so I don't have all the feels that you do. I'm yep. like born and raised, growing up. So, like, just being able to see the excitement of other people is like fires me up. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm so bought in and I'm such a fan, but it's really cool to see the like the diehard Kansas Cityan. Yeah, you know, where this is it's it's huge. So super cool so exciting it was
0: i i like all the tangibles of it um you know i like going to Quit Trip in the morning and seeing everyone wearing red yeah and then like those last two weekends it was literally everyone friday night saturday night sunday night it was all red 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 it's crazy so i like that and and we went to the parade as well and so it was uh it was a lot of fun a lot of fun it's definitely exciting times and i know it was uh very fun to watch
1: Yep. It was, it was great.
0: I think I lost a couple years of my life
1: in the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> it was about, uh, nine, stress and excitement. Yeah. Yeah. About nine minutes into the fourth quarter there. I was pack it in. There so. was
1: some, there was some drama yeah. <laughs> in it for sure. But,
0: so that yeah. was a uh, big exciting news. And then, uh, the other thing we did was we celebrated five years of KCI CrossFit.
1: Yeah. We crossed for a five year anniversary. Yeah. Technically we didn't, uh, December, but we, we just got around to celebrating it and we figured, uh, get through the holidays, uh, Christmas and New Year's and stuff, and then we try to actually—I don't know—celebrate ourselves a little bit.
0: So. Yeah, which was a lot of fun, and glad everyone came to the uh, the happy hour.
1: Yeah, so we had a happy hour down at uh, a brewery, kind of in the Crossroads District, and we invited people out and bought some appetizers and drinks, and those are always fun. Uh, you know, you know, some people listen to this have been to them, some people haven't, but it getting people together that either a all you ever see each other is in class in the gym and you know shorts and sweats or see like wear normal clothes right yeah you see people like, oh my gosh he actually owns a pair of jeans wow yeah. <laughs> i do by the way um, yeah
0: it was funny seeing your dad in cowboy boots yeah, right yeah <laughs> uh,
1: but then it gives you a chance to meet other people too and that's at least in my seat that's one of the cooler things too seeing people standing around a table or whatever and looking and i'm just like connecting the dots i'm like i don't think you guys know each other like and i know you so well and i know the person standing over there so well and get you guys introduced stuff i don't know it's just yeah tons of fun it's fun to meet somebody
0: and have that next level of conversation besides working out you know yeah and actually you know get to know them a little bit and understand their you know the family dynamics and you know we talked about books a lot that night. Yeah, we We're did. reading. So we got a good reading list out of that that we'll talk about in a future episode. But uh, So it was a lot of fun. So uh, how does that make you feel about uh, five years as an owner of KCI CrossFit?
1: Man, it's unreal. Uh, I mean, I could probably talk for an hour about it. But it it's such a, a cool journey, and it's such a fun thing to do and to call my job and my career. Um, you know, there have been times in my life where – I haven't had the most awesome job in the world, um, you know, a lifetime ago. But it, it's really a just a honor, you know, and not to sound cheesy, but it's it really is an honor to just wear the hats that I do and uh, to be a part of everybody's fitness, you know, in 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 that capacity. So yeah. it it just causes a ton of reflection and and uh, just a ton of joy too. So
0: let's dive down now on that uh, reflection a little bit. So yeah. give me uh, give me one of your proudest moments in the last five five and a half years.
1: Yeah, proud moments. Um, the small moments are the proud moments. Uh, the the ones that stick out are all of the first things, first skills, the pull ups, climbing to the top of the rope, the muscle ups. Uh, you know, I can remember specific people over the years doing a specific first. I remember your first muscle-up. Mm-hmm. I remember Holly doing a rope climb in her old gym. I, you know, I remember, oh my gosh, countless first pull-ups. Yeah. Um, like every time one of those happens, and I'm there to witness it, and so many happen when I'm not there, um, it's just like amazing energy, and it makes me super proud. Whether or not I had anything to do with it, it's like, man, I just I'm so proud of this person and the effort that they put in and what they're able to do and what they're able to prove to themselves. So the those are honestly the the small moments are the things that I'm most proud of. Is like just those first because then like it just it opens another door for somebody. Yep. You know, or the the first pull up opens a door for for two, and then it opens a door for five, and then it opens a door to doing pull-ups in a workout and like watching that and seeing that, like what that does to your fitness, obviously, and, and what you're capable of doing, but what you, what it does to your mind is, is awesome. So yeah, that's, that's probably one of the most proudest moments. Um, I'm, I'm super proud of the gatherings that we have the, the the social gatherings or the opportunities or the times that we have that we get together outside of the gym it's not every day or it's not every week um it's not even every month but the times and the things that we do together are for me what really exciting and they just i just am filled with joy and pride for that um Murph is like an annual one that always sticks out, right? Yep. You and I love doing Murph. Yep, and, I love it. And that's such a cool experience. Um we've been to Royals games and we've gotten bowling and roller skating and um I mean the happy hour just a couple of weeks ago and th- those things I'm I'm super proud of doing just again playing a small role in everyone's lives and bringing people together and helping create those connections. Um
0: and that's what it's all about, really. I mean, that's the difference between CrossFit and other yeah, workouts is for is, sure. is the community aspect of it, right? And so if you don't engage with the community, then you're yeah. missing that whole element of it. So you might get the fitness portion, but really the next level is to engage the community. And that's really the fun part of it. And, it really and once is. you kind of tap into that, then you get to know more people. And yep. then if you go to whatever class you go to, you're always going to know two or three people at a different level, which and yeah. you can start building on, so
1: it, it it builds for sure, and that's a good way to put it. Like, it, not necessarily the more people you know, but the the connections that you create take it to the next level and, and build, build so much. Um, yeah, know, I, the running club, right? We've got this running club, and they meet every Saturday. They just a couple of them met last a few days ago, last Saturday, and it was freezing cold. We're in the middle of the winter right now, and it was cold. Right. but they're out there running. Um, you know, and I know that doesn't get promoted on social media all the time or, you know, we don't talk about all the time, but man, those to me, I'm, I'm super proud of those connections and those relationships that people uh, are establishing with each other. So,
0: so I think one of the amazing aspects of it is obviously you guys are entrepreneurs in this effort, which is, you know, to get five years is quite the achievement. Yeah. Um, and so, but being an entrepreneur is very tough. And so you, th- you know, you said proud. And as far as it, I think it's extremely rewarding that you guys have been able to build this and keep it going for five years as an entrepreneur, but yeah. it's been a tough journey as well. So what are some of the, uh, the tough challenges okay. that go along yeah. with being an entrepreneur? Sure.
1: Yeah. It's not all, <laughs> it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's not all PRs and, uh, and first pull-ups. Uh, oh man, the life of an entrepreneur is, uh, is a roller coaster, you know, literally day by day, uh, you know, sometimes hour by hour, you could have a fantastic morning and your afternoon you could just literally go down for whatever small reason. And then you're back up a couple hours later. So challenges, um, one, one that's like a recurring challenge is, um, when people when people cancel and I feel like I could have done more to help them or like I wasn't able to communicate a message to them or, or help them see something in themselves that that could have kept them coming to the gym people cancel for all sorts of reasons uh, but primarily when you boil it down it's they're either not bought into the culture or they're not seeing results or they they come up with another excuse because they, they're missing a, a mindset piece they don't make it a priority I'm too busy with work kids life yep I'm too busy therefore I can't do CrossFit right so it's which I buy if I boil that down to I'm not bought in enough to make it a priority so right. I um, every time every time anybody leaves the gym I, I take it hard uh, but I also try to learn from it and, and ask myself and you know and Christine like hey what what actually could have we done that might've changed this outcome? And, um, so some of those are harder than, than others. Obviously some of the hard ones are when people leave and move, but that's, I can't really control that. But, um, I'd say another challenge, um, like a big one that doesn't really have to do with CrossFit membership is when we moved buildings to, it'll be two years ago, actually. Um, that was a process um you know and i'm not a commercial real estate guy like i yeah i can show you how to squat and i can show you how to do a push up and uh, negotiating I, leases and neg- stuff is
0: not your uh Man, not your wheelhouse no
1: negotiating leases uh, like understanding commercial real estate understanding landlords uh, and who you're dealing with and can't run in the parking lot <laughs> yeah no you can't uh more often than not unfortunately uh so that those are tough lessons to learn i, I wish i would have had some more perspective on that and, and maybe handle it differently you know honestly when we so we moved into this space that we're in right now you know or february of 2020 so we moved uh, march 1st or end of february in 2018 uh, that process started honestly in the fall or late summer of 2017 uh, and frankly we weren't ready to move um but we needed to and and so learning and figuring out man this is really hard to do Uh, you know the space that we're in wasn't ready it was uh, you know i should probably two years in that's a good reminder i need to put up some photos of like moving day that's a good memory but we weren't ready to move and we didn't honestly we didn't want to move we 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 felt like we needed to stick around in that space for a little bit longer. And, you know, it's, it's working out now and we're more than happy with our space and everything. But that was difficult. Um, and I learned a ton from that, you know, mainly like you need to know some people that know some things and you need to ask the right questions because I don't have this information in my head and and how to answer these problems.
0: Yep. So got to rely on the community.
1: Yeah. You got to rely on the community. And man, that was, a big part of that move was the blessing in that move was how the community rallied. Were you there that Friday night and Saturday? No, nope, not a moving night. I no, wasn't. that was fun. So it was during the open. Yep. Like, so this was when the open, I did was in the open. And I think I left. You did you? That's funny. And I think
0: I, cause I was relatively new. So I wasn't
1: quite, you weren't quite bought in. I wasn't yet.
0: quite in the community. <laughs> so I wasn't ready to, uh, move everything well, that you owned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really fun. We, we, we got everybody together that Friday night after that workout and everybody like we had that place packed up in like an hour and a half. Yeah. People were smiling and reminiscing and things. And then Saturday morning we showed up and actually got everything moved and set up for the most part. And we had class on Monday morning. So we literally didn't, Yeah, we didn't miss a single class.
0: It was uh, impressive.
1: It was impressive. It was crazy. That was, that was crazy. So, uh, that, that was probably one of the biggest like single event challenges that, yeah. did, that, Pushed me to to a new space for sure.
0: Awesome. So before we move on to our uh, our topic for the night, is there um, any upcoming news or any upcoming ideas that you guys are working on for the gym in the next you know few years?
1: Yeah. So what's coming up? Um, deeper investment into the things that we hold as hold to be really important. Uh, the community aspect. We're gonna we really want to double down on a lot of that. We're we're right now scratching the surface. This is our first round of these focus groups where we're getting people together based on things that they want to focus on, nutrition, strength, skills, relationships, lifestyle stuff. Um, so we're, we're going, this is round one of, of these focus groups, but it brings people together. So I'd say one priority is, is asking the question and we're going to, you know, do some different, some fun things. And how do we bring people together more, with more in depth, you know, with small group or how do we bring people together more in large groups? Um, programming is a big focus and programming. And I would say that, that language is what is the class experience, right? The, the language that I use and Christine and the coaches use is the programming. But what is the workout What is your, when you walk in the gym and when you leave the gym, what is your experience? A, are you getting fit? But B, are you having fun? Are you learning? What, what is that from, you know, opening the door to closing the door? Um, we've been growing and learning about that experience for a long time. And I, we're really going to be a lot more intentional with that moving forward. Um. Some of our part-time coaches um, are. We're talking. How are we going to get them the next level of certification, CrossFit certification, or others? Uh, we've talked about rowing certifications, level two certifications happening this year with with some of the some of the coaches. So, in investing in the coaching, and again that because of the impact of the the class experience and and what that is. So, so that will continue to refine and get better. Uh, As, as we progress, um, I'd say those are really two of the big focuses, you know, it's like, what, what does the class look and feel like? And then how do you connect with other people? And we, the better we can answer that question, those questions, I think the, the better our, our business will be and the, the more it will grow in breadth and depth, you know, um, obviously we want to grow in membership total amount we want to grow in what we're able to provide for everybody, yep. you know, everyone's individual needs, you know? So that's
0: uh fascinating. Can't wait to uh, be along for the ride for the next few years and see what it's all about. Yeah. So
1: definitely exciting. Yeah. That'll be good. We're, we're excited. I mean, we're in a, we're in a really cool time of, of business and uh, just a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah. You know, for us anyway, for me,
0: we'll keep up the good work. Um so let's transition and let's go ahead and talk about kind of the topic of tonight. Um so let's talk about intermittent fasting. Uh so something you and I have been talking about a little bit. Um we've talked about it in a couple of the uh, nutrition episodes. Um so I've briefly started uh doing it a little bit with your kind of help and so why don't we just kind of dive into that topic a little bit and, yeah. and kind of uh
1: help the community out a little bit on what do, what are we trying to do with intermittent fasting? Sure. Well, I think um need to have an understanding of what intermittent fasting is. Like Right right now, intermittent fasting is kind of this buzz, and there's a lot of uh, great talk about it. You know, last year, keto was the buzz, and that was kind of the big thing, um, and, and intermittent fasting has kind of been rumbling around, and it's been around for a long time, as has keto, but it's it's just kind of making a resurgence right now, so I thought it'd be appropriate to talk about it and and share my experience or our experience and and just see if that helps anybody. So what is an intermittent fast? So intermittent fasting is essentially restricting the amount of time that you are consuming food throughout your day. Um, A very standard intermittent fast would be 16 hours of fast and 8 hours of eating window. Uh, Those hours can change they can look different some people say they can do a 12 12 fast for 12 hours eat for 12 some people do like a 23 1 where they're literally not only eating during a 1 hour period of the day so the the concept is you're you're intentionally not eating for a longer duration of time than you are eating the theory and the and the studies with that is that that gives your body time to rest and digest and then recharge Mm -hmm. insulin levels will drop. Um, your cells actually repair and they, um, your, your cells get stressed in a good way. Right. You know, we know that to, to get stronger muscles, we have to stress our muscles. Right. As we fast, you can think of it, I mean, this is real loose, this, you know, this isn't scientific jargon, but this is real loose. Like when you fast, your cells have to work in a different way to produce energy, which is a good stressor on your cells. That is a good thing, uh, hormonally for your gut, uh, just for a host of different reasons within your body. So, um, so. That's you know the the real big overview of what intermittent fasting is, restricting the amount of time that you eat during the day for health benefits.
0: And you've, dot, um, dot, dot. you've been doing 8-16, is that your method of
1: choice? Yep, I've been doing a 16-8 uh, for, oh man, it's probably been two years now. I know Brian and some other people have been doing it longer. Um, so I do my 16-8, I don't eat for 16 hours and I eat for eight hours. Four days a week. This isn't something that I'm really religious by the book, um, because my days change and they fluctuate. My schedule changes, and it sometimes it works better for me to not do that. Sometimes it works better for me to have evenly spaced out. So, yeah, a sixteen-eight. So my first meal uh, is around eleven a.m. Uh, and then my last meal, last time I eat is ideally right before 8 p.m. So um, I I think it's worth talking about with intermittent fasting. um, Everyone's saying, okay, well, what are the health benefits of intermittent fasting? And there are a lot of different ways or reasons that you can approach, like why are you doing this? Why should we do this? Uh, Many people, the the standard thought is, well, shoot, if you're just skipping breakfast, that's an easy way for you to restrict calories. Mm Mm-hmm. Eat less, which may or may not be a good thing, right? So I'd say, you know, if there's like a disclaimer asterisk here, it's like before you go jump into intermittent fasting, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by intermittent fasting. Well, you need to understand what your daily caloric need is, you know, what your, essentially how many calories do you need in a day and what are you actually eating? Because you may or may not be getting the right amount of calories as is. Mm-hmm. So disclaimer it is a way to restrict your calories however the answer for every individual is very different. You might not need to restrict calories. you might actually need to lose weight you might need to eat more calories. That's a different topic on itself but so restrict calories some people say well it's just more convenient to do it. I'm gonna skip breakfast it allows me some extra time whether it's that in the morning or whatever like I have extra time to do something else that is really important so some people intermittent fast because, it's just convenient. Yeah. Um, I think that's
0: one, one aspect of it that I like is a little bit, you know, you don't have to worry about cooking breakfast or you don't have to worry about the breakfast meal per se. Uh, I like the other idea from a, from a discipline aspect of it to where, you know, you can go without food for 16 hours. Yeah. And you know, this definitely applies like travel. Like if I don't do a lot of traveling for work, but when you do have those days, you know, you're not confined to where, okay, where am I going to eat or whatever. You just know that you're fine, you're good to go. Yeah. And again, not putting yourself in a situation where you are going to eat something that's less than ideal because you're, you know, you don't have a lot of resources or whatever. Totally. If well, that airport, you know, you're going to probably go eat at the, you know, the bookstore there and grab some, yeah, you know, junk packaged food. junk food basically. Yep. And I think so. If you do it, you know, for I don't know, a few weeks or whatever, and you you get the habit down and you know you have the discipline, then you're more willing to, you know, just kind of go for it, right? Yeah. So. I
1: completely agree. I think that's another big reason that people do it, um, or that would be a reason for me to talk with someone and maybe encourage it for somebody, because it brings you awareness about your food habits, mm-hmm. right? For That's what you were just talking about. It's like, it, it it tells you or it gives you the opportunity to say man i'm i'm going to be okay i'm not going to starve to death if i yeah. don't eat every 2 hours if i don't eat this candy bar before i get on a 3 hour flight right if i don't eat a big mac you know so whatever like that is a a very positive outcome of of intermittent fasting it's the awareness that you have of your own eating habits uh, you know and and really what is hunger you know, what, like, how do we define hunger? You yep. know, we get, we get hunger sensations literally when we just think about food, right? I can sit here and we could think about having dinner and I would actually get hungry and I just ate yep. like 30 minutes ago. No joke. So, um, the hunger, the awareness of what real, what hunger is, is, is a massive benefit, yep. you know, for, for a lot of people with, with intermittent fasting, you know, and and honestly for me the one the last benefit that I that I think I wanted to talk about with it is that for me, um, my personal experience, it it helped the way that my gut felt. You know, that's a weird topic to talk about. But my before this, my eating habit, I was waking up early to open the gym at five and I was eating a full meal. Seven hundred calories plus or minus.
0: And cooking. You were cooking. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, that was done. I don't know why I did that, but I was literally cooking at four thirty in the morning yeah. and eating a full breakfast if you can imma- anyway, imagine me standing in my kitchen like half away cooking eggs yeah. and stuff, but one waste of time <laughs> <laughs> convenience but um so I was eating at four thirty in the morning and then I was hungry, you know with my air quotes here, hungry by like seven, so it was like protein bar banana, and then I was hungry air quotes again at like eleven. So I'd eat lunch, and then I was hungry again at three or four. And then I was hungry again for dinner, and dinner was at seven thirty, eight o'clock. That's just the way it is. So I, at that time, I was digesting food. I was eating food from like four thirty in the morning till almost eight o'clock at night. Well, that's sixteen hours, plus or minus. Right. And, and I was not eating for eight hours. So my, you know, think of your body, your digestion is a, a motor. Like that thing needs to turn off, you know, if you run your car nonstop, your motor's going to burn out, yep. um you know
0: especially to reset it,
1: yeah, so for me like i I didn't feel good, I felt bloated um just, just pressure just just i I constantly felt like I was digesting food like I could I, I, once I came to that awareness, I was like, this has to stop, like how do I change this? yep, and for me i it it seemed impossible at the moment. Cause, because I was so entrenched in my routine, cook, eat, work, eat, work, eat, sleep, you know, like this, this routine. And I didn't think it was actually possible. I was like, I'm going to die if I don't eat breakfast in the morning. And right. you're telling me I need to wait until 11 o'clock in the morning to eat. Like I'll waste away. And furthest thing from the truth for me, like you day actually, one was hard. Day two was super easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you actually probably feel better too. Cause you're not number one, you're not wasting all the mental energy to try and plan out all those meals or prep those meals or buy those meals. You know, so now you're just more resilient, you know, just ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And so if you eat at 11 or 12 and you have a decent meal and you know, you can go another 16 hours too. I mean, it's, you know, ideally the point is to eat in the eight hour window. Um, but you just don't feel as dependent on food. Totally. Period. And I think that's been, so it's almost, it's almost liberating, you know, from that aspect of it. If you, if you eat eat as much as you were eating, i.e. the different, you know, every two or three hours, hours, yeah, then you are, you know, you're basically a slave to your food in that manner. And so now you're taking control of that position Totally, and it is liberating. So I I think that's been one of the, the enjoyment aspects of it for me. And yeah, after a couple of days, you're pretty much locked and loaded and you're not thinking about all that food. Right, you know, what am I gonna eat at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock? Instead, just buckle down and go to work, and
1: yeah, come up for lunch and knock it out. I yeah, it's it's odd. It is liberating. I mean, I'm definitely it's built a discipline and it's helped build a discipline around eating and and when I eat and what I eat as well. A, more of a discipline, because uh, I still eat three meals. So and I have a, a good. A good idea of how many calories I need in a day. And I'm definitely not intermittent fasting to restrict calories, by the way, like I'm, I'm eating a lot of food in, in three different meals. Um, but it, but to do that requires planning. Uh, you know, I've got to have the right ingredients to cook a 900, a healthy 900 calorie meal for breakfast. I've got to have either leftovers planned or we have to have dinner planned. Like it, so, it's allowed me to build the discipline, which has created freedom to just be more aware of, of what I'm eating and when I'm eating it. So, awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else on that topic?
1: Um, well, you know, if we're speaking to the audience and, and what's the takeaway for, for someone listening to this, if they've, never heard about intermittent fasting or maybe if you've heard about it and wondered about it, um, I think a starting point is to ask yourself the questions and then to do some homework before just saying, oh, this is something that I'll try and this is going to, intermittent fasting will solve my problem. No, start with questions and, and seek answers, right? How do you feel? How many calories are you getting in a day? How many calories do you need in a day? Um, what it would be your reasoning for intermittent fasting, what would the system look like so that you could do it and and still eat healthy and also have a life, you know? So, um, if there's any takeaway, I'd say it's, it's start asking questions, you know, if it's like, Oh yeah, I keep hearing about intermittent fasting and now Nick's talking about it. I got to do it. Well, no, you don't have to do it, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's something that you should do some homework on or ask some questions about. Yeah, check it out and definitely try and talk to somebody
0: about it because a lot of the stuff you will, you know, if you do a Google search on it, it's basically going to be some form of dieting, right, which is you already hit that nail on the head uh, when you kind of started why do we do it. Um, A lot of stuff you're going to see is basically a form of losing weight, which is not really what the benefits are that you are outlining. Right. It, it can
1: be, but man, it like that's such a that's a razor's edge to walk, and you you can't do that by yourself again because you don't know how many calories you need, and you don't know how many calories you're getting. I can almost guarantee that, right? Yep. So it, you can't just say this is the plan that's going to help me lose weight when you have no idea the, like what's currently going on and why you are at the weight that you are. Yeah. Right? If it's a weight loss thing, so man, Google. Google's nice, but holy smokes, Google can be dangerous. Yeah, just it, a lot of it. What you pick up on it is that that side of it, where I think
0: the real side of it is 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 feeling better, right? And and by allowing your system to shut down, recalibrate before you're ready to go again, so you're not always in a right. um, high insulin state, exactly. because you're eating Constantly. all the time, exactly. Um, so allowing things to kind of to rebalance themselves, it, that seems to be kind of the the interesting aspect of it. It was was how you feel and that's how you started the conversation, Yeah, which I think is very important. And then I, like I said, I think the discipline and the the freedom aspect of it, uh, I think is another huge benefit that's yeah,
1: Those are definitely massive benefits, you know, take the weight loss or weight gain thing out of it. Like there, there are some, some very valuable things that can be learned or gained from intermittent fasting and, and fasting in general too. I mean, there's a larger discussion here that, that we're not even touching. It's like, fasting in general, you know, 24 hours, no food, 36 hours, like 72 hours, no food. Like there, there are benefits to all of these things, Yeah, you know, uh, fasting, you know, has been around, uh, for a long time, whether it's, whether you wanted to do it or not, whether right? you wanted to do it. Yeah. If you go back <laughs> far enough in history, like, or you look at the animal world, like fasting is a real, <laughs> it's a real thing. And there've been bodies, uh, yeah. human bodies and animal bodies, adapt to time without food so
0: awesome yeah do your uh,
1: homework ask questions i think that's the that's the takeaway if there's anything to to leave it with yeah Yeah. to be continued here we go (laughs)